0: Hello everyone and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Hope you're having a great Monday. Thank you for joining me on tonight's show. The Monday Night Football kicked off a little bit later than usual, but as always, we are here on ADC Sports Dallas. Primetime at 8 p.m. Central Time. So thank you for joining me. And as you walk into the room, I know you're not actually walking into the room, but make sure you like the video and, of course, share the show. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know that you're watching ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. We have a packed show tonight as we will get ready to talk a little bit about some Cowboys news. We will have your usual Cowboys news catch-up segment. We will talk a little bit about pro football focus and their cornerback grades because I'm really confused about them and I have some questions to ask them and of course you guys in the chat. We'll talk about the Cowboys and their, their updated NFC odds after four weeks of action and we will also talk about overreaction Monday. We will have our usual segment of Mondays. Weird day How are you guys? Weird day, huh? We did not have Facebook for a while. We did not have Instagram for a while. I don't know if you guys use WhatsApp, but I use a lot of WhatsApp and it's also another app that went down. It has just been a a weird kind of day. What is up Asmodeus? thank you for joining us. How is it going Dallas Junk? And Facebook is back already, so I am interested to see if, you know, the Facebook stream is going to be okay. I think it will be, but I I've, I've seen that Facebook has come on and off, but the YouTube audience will have no issue because YouTube has not has had no issues so far today. But yeah, weird day. Welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Let's kick this off officially since more of us are already here. So welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central Time here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. Cole Patterson really preached on this article on Why the Dallas Cowboys might just have the NFL's most dangerous offense. That might be a strong statement, but it might be true for the 2021 Dallas Cowboys. That is how we feel about the Cowboys so far. But yeah, today we'll get into our usual Cowboys news segment, Cowboys Catch Up. We will talk about pro football focus and their grades on Trevon Diggs, which I am a little bit conflicted about. We'll get into those later. We will review the NFC odds, For Dallas Cowboys, the odds to win the National Football Championship Conference. The National Football Conference, excuse me. And then we will have overreaction Monday. Ryan Doyle here in the chat. Thank you for your comment, Ryan. Please hit those thumbs up and, of course, share the show as well. John Jones, what is up over in in YouTube? And Miller saying, what up, go Cowboys at Facebook? And I was curious about the Facebook audience because I did not know how things are going with Facebook. Weird day overall. And after all of the weird stuff that happened with social media platforms going down with the outage, then we had the Monday Night Football being kicked back to uh, 7.55 p.m. Central Time, even though SoFi Stadium is a closed stadium. So that was weird as well. And I know they had their openings on the side, but I would have guessed that they were actually kind of prepared if something happened with the weather. Weird day overall, but hey, we're back on ADC Sports Dallas primetime, so that is a sign that things are getting back to normal. Just Before we begin with your usual Cowboys content, I will say this. I loved the Raiders fan base absolutely invading SoFi Stadium. Like, being part of something like that might, might be special. Like, if you the, the Raiders fans who are in that building tonight, they are part of something special, and I think they, they know it. Primetime Phil says, I didn't get that either. Yeah, that was a little bit confusing since Dallas Young. Yeah, like, I mean, this is a $5 billion stadium. I will say it again. $5 billion went into that stadium. It has a roof, and there was a weather delay. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I am definitely confused. It was their talents, just primetime field. You got to love that. You got to love the Oakland uh, 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 fan base being like, you know what? I miss my football team. I will invade the stadium. That was absolutely awesome. They said lighting was the issue, really, says videos According to the official reports, that was what caused the delay. Maybe it had something to do with with the tech inside the building as well. That was mentioned in Mexico's broadcast of Monday Night Football. I'm not sure if that was accurate though, because I have not seen that anywhere else so far. So in case anyone sees that someplace else, make sure you tell us. But hey, we have a lot to talk about regarding the Cowboys though, so let's get it going with the Cowboys news. What is up, Michael? Thank you for joining us and thank you for being back. And of course, Carlos Holloway, who is also saying what up in YouTube and Charles Moore as well. I see our defense at sixth overall right now. What about you, says Charles Moore? I would say under. I would take the under on that. um, Under as in outside of the top six. I mean, I like what the defense is doing so far, but I'm not sure about sixth overall. I think that might be a little bit higher. I will say under, I will take a lower tier for the Dallas Cowboys, even though I love what they're doing. And speaking of the Cowboys, speaking of the Cowboys, some big news on the Cowboys defense coming your way. So, Cowboys catch up. We have a lot of Cowboys news. Unfortunately, no returns from injured reserve. At least that is what Mike McCarthy expects to happen this week. He said to the media, that he does not expect Kelvin Joseph to be back this week to practice. The same goes for Neville Gallimore and Sean McKeon. So maybe we will have to wait a little bit longer for any players in the injured reserve to come back to this defense. However, in more positive news, the Cowboys are expected to get back Keanu Neal and Bradley and I from the COVID list. And according to the reports, they will be back on Tuesday. That is what Mike McCarthy actually said. They are expected to come back on Tuesday, so tomorrow Keanu Neal and Bradley and I might be back for this Cowboys defense. And listen, Keanu Neal is important, way more important than Bradley and I, who is more of a rotational player. But Keanu Neal, don't forget, he was your starting nickel linebacker to begin the season. So big news for the Dallas Cowboys. And last, but certainly not least, Carlos Watkins also expected to return. So, great news for Dallas Cowboys. I know Carlos Watkins is not a big name. I know that. And I know that bringing him back will not really change entirely how his defense looks, even though they have looked pretty well so far. But Carlos Watkins was getting 35 snaps per game before he got injured. He was actually the second defensive tackle with the most snaps, only behind Oza Odizuwa. So great news for the Dallas Cowboys to get that back in the trenches. Great news to have Carlos Watkins back. Our defense is much better, says Colliel. Definitely, I like. I feel like with our defense, says Ryan Doyle. With the tempo, of, we can control the tempo of games because we have a huge advantage in the run game. Most likely after the bye week with injuries, his Prime Time Field, and I agree with that. I agree with, for example, Michael Gallup. I I expect Michael Gallup to be back until after the bye week because I don't see the Cowboys rushing him back when the offense is clicking on all cylinders. I don't see them rushing him back to face the New York Giants, for example, because the report was three to five weeks. And even the Patriots, I like the Patriots and as a, as a football team. I think that they will present an interesting challenge for the Cowboys considering the weather, but I'm not sure about them struggling offensively without Michael Gallup so much that they want to rush him back. So I agree with primetime field. I think that the Cowboys will take their time with the injuries. I would like to get Kelvin Joseph back, though, as soon as possible. I don't care about the wide week. I would like to see Kelvin Joseph back ASAP. Now, regarding Durant's Armstrong, who is not on injured reserve, Mike McCarthy said that hopefully he's also back this week. He did not sound as convinced as with Carlos Watkins, though. So Armstrong still a little bit more... Questionable, you could say, in contrast to Carlos Watkins, who is expected to return this week. What is up, Stevie Mack? Thank you for joining the show. And of course, thank you for reminding the audience to hit the like button and of course, share the video. Jay Ken, thank you for being here. Love the show, Mora. Thank you. And of course, well, those are your Cowboys news. Interesting things developing for the Dallas Cowboys on defense. Now, I wanted to take a moment to talk about PFF. And before I do that, Malik Turner did play last week. He was active. Not sure how many snaps though. Have not checked the snap counts yet. But I have one question for you guys. On a scale from one to ten, how would you rank? How would you rank or rate PFF's credibility as a football fan? How would you rate PFF's credibility? I am really conflicted about this because I like pro football folks. I think they do a good job. But I am confused about this one in particular. And I will read what I tweeted out earlier this morning on my Twitter account at MAUNFL. That's M-A-U NFL. After four weeks, Anthony Brown has a 73.6 grade. Defense rate. That ranks... 10th among cornerbacks in the NFL. So that is Anthony Brown. 73.6, 10th among cornerbacks in the NFL in defensive grade overall. Trevon Diggs has a 67.9 grade and he ranks 30th in the NFL. So if you go to the pro football focus player grades, you will see Anthony Brown graded as a 10th best cornerback in the NFL and you will see Trevon Diggs graded as the 30th cornerback in the NFL. What is up with that? (laughs) I am just, I was mind blown. I have seen a lot of weird stuff from PFF, but this has been just crazy to me. Like I don't, I cannot fully wrap my head around these grades. Now let's break it down because there are some interesting points to be made here But those points are actually maybe part of the problem. So people have said for a long time now that PFF only grades players when they are targeted. So in those snaps in which you're doing your job well enough that the quarterback does not want to throw your way, PFF is not grading that or at least not enough. So that might be an explanation for things. I would still be a little bit confused about Anthony Brown's grade though. Now, that is one thing. If you break it down into pass coverage grades and run defense grades, then Trevon Dix is actually top five cornerback in PFF. But he has a very low score, a a very low grade in terms of run defense. And I think it's like a 28 point something kind of grade. I don't remember the exact number. I remember it was 28 though for for Trevon Dix. So that's part of the reason why, on average, his overall score is lowered. And that's why he's ranked 30th in the NFL. But I don't know about you, like, fast coverage for a cornerback has to have way more weight, maybe, in these grades. Or I just don't understand what PFF is doing here. For those of you who are just joining the show, Anthony Brown is ranked as the 10th best cornerback in the NFL, according to PFF while and while Trevon Diggs is 30th. Weird thing. Weird thing that Anthony Brown is graded as the best cornerback on the Dallas Cowboys. As Modell says, six, regarding a question on, on a scale from one to 10, how would you rate PFS credibility? Primetime field will go with a seven. Stevie Mac will go with a seven. Dallas Young goes with the lowest core with four. Steven Mac says, Daniel Jones as the second best ranked core, quarterback. It's not even 10th on our team, says Primetime Field. (laughs) Uh, I disagree, says Asmodeus. I disagree too. I rank them about eight, says Charles Moore. Literally a weird thing that has happened. I got to say, Anthony Brown tackling is on point. He's a pretty good tackler, says Ryan Doyle. And I agree with that. And I actually, I'm starting to feel like we are overreacting to Anthony Brown's week one performance versus the Bucs. Other than that, I don't think that Anthony Brown has looked as terrible, 30, as will 30, excuse me, as some might say. Not, I don't think that he's necessarily good. Uh, maybe solid isn't the adjective either. But I've said for a long time, and you guys have heard this on ADC Sports Prime Primetime, like Anthony Brown was never going to get released from the roster. He was never going to get Uh, pushed out of the roster by Maurice Kennedy. And we have seen that actually happen. Uh, We have not seen that happen at all. Not even uh, Maurice Kennedy is not even competing to be a starter with Anthony Brown. Kelvin Joseph will surely will, though. Actually should be opposite. Your score should be high if teams are afraid to target you, says Asmodeus. Definitely agree with that. If PFF is really not taking that into account, like something has to change in the way PFF does things. Because the main thing that you want from your main cornerback is to not be targeted at all. At least that's what I I think. Uh, AB literally slipped on two crossroads in a row, says TV Mac. Got burnt on the second one and would have gotten killed on the first slip if Darnold saw the receiver open. Definitely a weird thing from PFF. Anyways, I wanted to ask you that. I will say that I would grade PFF from 1 to 10 I would grade them with a solid seven because even though they have some weird things like this, overall, I think they do a pretty good job in keeping uh, keeping up with the premium stats, for example, and they put out a lot of interesting content out there. So it's crazy to me that they put this grade out and then they put a tweet in which they say, Trevon Diggs allowed a 44 completion rate versus the Panthers, had two interceptions and allowed only a 37.5 passer rating. They tweet this out and then they grade him as a, with, a, with a lower grade than Anthony Brown. So just very confused. Tess says he's not a starter, says Tess. And even though I agree with the fact that maybe in most teams he's not, I agree with the Cowboys not benching him yet because I truly believe that he's a better option than Maurice Kennedy and then Nishan Wright right now. That might change later, but I I will say that I think that he is the right starter for the Cowboys, at least until Kelvin Joseph gets back and is able to compete for a starting role. I thought that the Chargers were going to go for it. Oh, they went for it with a fake punt, and then it did not work. The punter actually hit the receiver not very well. Was that Hunter Renfro with the tackle, though? Was that Hunter Renfro with a tackle? I will lose it. That was Hunter Renfro. Oh, man, that was awesome. I don't know if you're watching the Monday Night Football game, but the, the Chargers went for it with a fake punt throw, and the punter hit the receiver, and then Renfro came in with the hit and knocked the ball loose. You know, I love football for a lot of reasons, and this sort of plays is really one of the biggest reasons why, though. Uh, oh, we have a, well, a Washington football team fan in the chat over at Facebook. So shout out Chris, who is watching a Dallas Cowboys show. But I truly appreciate it, though. It's not in any sarcastic way. Like if you're trying to learn from the NFC East, that is always appreciated. That's a job facile. That's a jump facile play right there, says Dallas Junk. Who's winning? Ask Joshua Davis. It's 7-0 with one fifty nine to go in the first half, Chargers, 7-0 Chargers in a what has looked like a road game for Los Angeles. But anyways, let's talk a little bit about the Cowboys' NFC odds, the odds to win the NFC Championship. And I wanted to talk about this because I talked about this in the off season and the Dallas Cowboys have improved drastically since we last reviewed these playoff odds. So this is what the odds makers think and feel about the Dallas Cowboys. Obviously they have solidified themselves as one of the best teams in the conference as true contenders. And this is how the odds looks like right now. And my question from me to you is actually pretty simple. Would you rank the Cowboys above or below the Arizona Cardinals? These are the preseason odds over on the left side of your screen. You had Tampa, Green Bay, the Rams, the 49ers, the Saints, which were ranked at a surprising number five, in my opinion. We discussed this during the offseason. The Seattle Seahawks at number six, and the Dallas Cowboys were the seventh-ranked team in the the NFC. Now, after four weeks, those rankings have changed. They They have not changed a lot in the top three just the Rams switched spots with the Green Bay Packers. So you have the Tampa Bay Bucs at number one, the Rams at number two, Packers at number three. Then the Cardinals have climbed all the way up to number four. And finally, you have the Dallas Cowboys at number five. And I think these two teams have their concerns, both teams. The Cow- you have some concerns about the Cowboys, just like you have some concerns about the Cardinals. So I wanted to make that question because I think that we will get some mixed answers. And actually we are getting some mixed answers. So Asmodeus goes with above. Joshua Davis will go with above. Shock though, goes with below with Facebook. Uh, Dallas so says below, barely. Stevie Max says below. And Primetime Phil would go with, unfortunately, below for now. I will say this, my answer to that question Would you rank the Cowboys above or below the Cardinals? I would rank them above. I know that the Cardinals just beat the Rams and that was an impressive win. And I'm not sure that I would favor the Cowboys over the Rams if they faced each other next week. I probably would not. However, I would take the Cowboys to end up in a better position in the NFC than the Cardinals. And this is maybe for a lot of reasons. Number one, the division itself. The Cardinals still have a lot of tough divisional games to go with, and that is important, not because we're not only talking about, when we're talking about the NFC Championship odds, we're not talking about you know who would win in a game, the Cowboys or the Cardinals. We're also talking about who is more likely to get into the NFC Championship game. And to me, a clear divisional winner is more likely, like, the, like I mean, assuming that they have a good team, like the Cowboys team, that we have figured out that hey, they look legit. They look like they have an elite offense, a defense that can force takeaways. So, to me, that's very important. Who is more likely to get into that NFC Championship game? Who is more likely to host a wild card game instead of going on the road as an actual wild card? Who is more likely to have home field advantage in the divisional round? And I think that those go to the Cowboys at least right now because the Giants, Washington, and and the Eagles are probably not going to be a legit legit threats within the NFC East. That is one of the reasons. But mainly, right now, I trust the Cowboys more than the Cardinals because I put a lot of weight at the quarterback situation with the Cowboys. I think that Dak Prescott is a better quarterback between him and Kyler Murray. And I think that the Cardinals have yet to prove that they can be consistent throughout an entire season. To be fair, the same goes to the Cowboys. They have been consistent after four weeks of action, but we still need a bigger sample size. And uh, so the, the Cowboys, I would rank them above the Cardinals for those reasons. Number one, quarterback. That is the most important one, quarterback. Number two, their situation within the division. And number three, I honestly believe that that McCarthy-Kellen Moore-than-Queen trio of coaches, and I know that some fans are frustrated with Mike McCarthy. They are a good coaching staff to have to bet on the playoffs, more than Cliff Kingsbury maybe. I know, again, that we are not super sold on McCarthy yet, but still, this is a head coach that has been in the playoffs, a head coach that has actually won a Super Bowl. Dan Quinn has led his team to a Super Bowl, even though Kyle Shanahan was a big part of why. He is also a championship coach with the Seattle Seahawks as defensive coordinator. So I think that the Cowboys have that strength at coaching staff as well. So I will go with the Cowboys. I would I would rank them above the Arizona Cardinals. That's my final answer. A lot of answers, interesting answers, by the way. Put a spy on Kyler Murray and we're good, says Asmodeus. Chuck Stewart is asking, are we talking about Based on record, we, we are at four or three. No, we're talking, these are, so these are the playoff, the, the playoff odds. Like if you open a sports book right now, online or go to an actual sports book, these are the rankings that you get. Like meaning that the Bucs pay you the least money if you bet on them to win the NFC championship game and the Cowboys pay you the fifth most money in the NFC to win the NFC. That is what we're talking about here. Those are the NFC odds. That's what I meant. Sorry if I was not clear with that. Below till we play them, says Ed Moon. Uh, Asmodeus says, put his spy on Kyler Murray and we're good. To be fair with Kyler Murray, he's making some insane plays. He's making some Patrick Mahomes plays. I don't know if that <laughs> Mahomes plays. Because no, I'm not comparing him to Mahomes. I'm not saying like he's a Mahomes 2.0. But there are some plays that when you're watching him, you, you think to yourself, how in the world did he just do that? Sort of like when you watch Patrick Mahomes play. I had to put the talent balance in their court, but we can beat any team in the NFL with the confidences going in. So primetime field. That is fair. Going by team balance and talent balance is fair. And I agree that in that category, I would lean toward the Cardinals as well. We got to get our revenge on the cards after they embarrassed us on Monday night game last season. That was a frustrating game to watch. That one still hurts, as Ryan is saying. Murray called the Cowboys trash last year. Love bulletin board material. It's always fun to get these, uh, you know, these games a little bit of extra storylines. However, however, it's still along the, the Cardinals Cowboys game. Still a long way off. They will play until Week 17, and hopefully. Hopefully, uh, you know the Cowboys will have the Cowboys and the the Cardinals will have a reason to play for in the playoffs. Better seat positioning and etc. Do you expect Donovan Wilson to play this week? Since Dallas Young, so I would be surprised if he does because I think that the Cowboys, since it is an injury in which he actually reaggravated himself. He, he was dealing with this injury in training camp and then he re-aggravated the injury during the regular season. I think they will play it a little bit cool since Jaron Kears is actually doing a good job so far for the Cowboys. So I think that they will wait a little bit. I might be wrong, of course. Uh, Edmund says, no, excellent point. I get that, says Chuck Stewart. I was asking if you ranked Arizona over Dallas based on record. No, I would rank the Cowboys above the Cardinals. So I would rank them... I'm actually ranking the Cowboys over the Cardinals based on what I said, based on based on my arguments. That is an interesting um, an interesting situation because I think that if we take a look again at these odds, like if I asked you, would you rank the Cowboys over the Packers? You would probably say no. If I asked you, would you rank the Cowboys over the Rams? Probably not. And then over the Bucks, the same answer. But I think that that debate between the Cowboys and the Cardinals, because they are similar teams in terms of balance, in terms of their quarterback and where their strength is at, they are a similar team. Looking forward to that week 17 matchup. You gotta hate the fact that we have to wait uh, as long though to finally watch it. So, overreaction Monday. And we will start with one from the Cowboys. And as always, if you have not been with us for an overreaction Monday, remember the rules. I give you a take, not necessarily one of mine, but I give you a take and then you say fair reaction or overreaction in the chat. We will start with one from the Cowboys and then we will go with some others uh, uh, around the NFL. John Jones, thank you for the donation. For the, the thank you for the donation and the comment and thank you for supporting ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. So we will start with one overreaction regarding the Dallas Cowboys. 2021 Ezekiel Elliott, I think that we will have some disagreements here in the chat. 2021 Ezekiel Elliott is better than 2016 sick. Is that a fair reaction or is that an overreaction? And I will show you the graphic that we put out last night Ezekiel Elliott is averaging 5.3 yards per carry, which is a higher average than the one he had in in 2016, 5.1. But that was over the course of 16 games. This is over the course of only four games. And I think that is a fair question. Is is 2021 Ezekiel Elliott better than 2016 sick? Fair reaction or overreaction? No way, says Ed Moon. Asmodeo says, a bit too early to tell, But that is what Overreaction Monday is all about, though. Uh, Joshua Davis' overreaction, Big facts overreaction, and Dallas Young coming in with the the first reply to um, supporting fair reaction. (laughs) I will say this. I will say it is an overreaction, though. I think that the fact that Ezekiel Elliott was the guy for the Cowboys in 2016 and the Cowboys relied so heavily in the running game I will say that 2016 Seek has the edge here. I think it's not that big of an overreaction, though. I think that (laughs) there's an interesting debate there. Uh, Seek 2021 better mature, just like me with age. LOL, blessing me, Lepede, UFM channel. Thank you, Cowboys Nation, for being here in the chat. Little bit of an overreaction, says Stevie Mac, but our O-line was also better in 2016. So a devil's advocate take there from Stevie Mac which made six life easier back then. And Chuck Stewart goes with overreaction. (laughs) That was a good question though. And and you cannot deny that it is closer, it is closer than we might think. So I will go with overreaction for that one. Now the next one, and we will look past the NFL, the, the Dallas Cowboys, excuse me. And we will talk about the rest of the NFL. Let's go to the AFC for the next one, Big Ben is officially done. Is Ben Roethlisberger officially done? Is that a fair reaction or an overreaction? For a long time, we've talked about, this is the final year of Big Ben's career, or this is the final year. No, it is actually this one. And it never quite has been his actual last season with the Steelers. Things look a little bit different, though, in 2021. Fair reaction, says Joshua Davis. Fair reaction, fair reaction, echo as well. Everyone is going with fair so far. And I will not disagree. I would, I will go with fair reaction. Listen, I might have thought about this a little bit more a couple of weeks ago because I thought that, you know what? just The, the Steelers' situation on offense is just terrible. But after three weeks of action, they had the eighth best offensive line in terms of pressure rate, which, in my opinion, is one of the most important stats to measure an offensive line because sacks, is more, it is always more about the quarterbacks when it, uh, when it comes to the QB sacks. But I think that pressure rate is a telling stat. And the Steelers were the eighth best in the NFL at this. So it's not only the offensive line that is having a tough year for the Steelers. It is also Big Ben. Fair reaction says Dallas he should have been smart and retired with Drew Brees. Ryan Doyle says this is not a fair reaction. Ryan Doyle says that it is just a fact reaction. So we have, we might, we might have to add a third answer for these questions. We might start to add Fact, reaction, uh, fair reaction, and overreaction. I like that answer from Ryan. Last season, the team is building up. They need a new quarterback. Fair, says Chucks as well. Um, Primetime Field says they should have at least a rookie learning behind him, but they don't have that either. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers 2022. That's what I want to see for the Steelers. Get Aaron Rodgers out of the NFC. (laughs) All kidding aside, though, I would like that pairing. Now, back to the NFC. Before we go back to the AFC for one more uh, overreaction or fair reaction question. This relates a little bit to what we were already talking about in the chat. The Cardinals are the best team in the NFC West. Is that a fair reaction or an overreaction? They came into this year probably ranked fourth in this division in most preseason rankings. But so far, they have beaten the Rams. They are looking legit. And, you know, they might be the best team in the division. Is that a fair reaction or an overreaction? Deshaun to Pittsburgh, says Chuck Stewart. Chuck Stewart is also going with fair. Chuck says that the Cardinals are the best team in the NFC West. Cowboys Nation goes with overreaction. And this one is a little bit weird because it's difficult to avoid recency bias. We just saw the Cardinals beat the Rams. And they didn't even struggle while doing so. Joshua goes with fair. Dallas John goes with overreaction. Ed goes with over. The Rams are the best in the NFL. Asmodeus goes with over. I agree with the overreaction people. I think that the Cardinals are not the best team in the NFC West. I would pick the Rams still. Even after what we witnessed on Sunday night. I'll serve fair as of now. One way... To avoid recency bias is and and, it, it, and this goes both ways. Like it works if you're trying to you know fair if, if you're trying to decide between fair reaction or overreaction. Instead of thinking about what just happened on Sunday, ask yourselves: If they played a game tomorrow night, who would you choose? Who would you pick to win the game? And I would pick the Rams, and I think that six times out of ten they they they, they win that one. What is up, D-Town? Had not seen you in a while. Finally caught you live. D-Town says in the chat. That is a fair reaction. That's what D-Town says in the chat. I will go with over. Now, final one before I leave you tonight so we can catch most of the Monday nights since it started a, a little bit later. This is the final one, and this is for the AFC. The Chiefs have struggled on defense. So my question right now is, are the Buffalo Bills the team to beat? in the AFC. Judge Allen and the Bills blew out the Houston Texans 40 to nothing. They sacked, what was it? They sacked uh, Davis Mills three times and had four picks or was that the other way around? But the Bills are clicking right now and not only on offense, but they are the only team in the NFL that have held the opposing three teams that they have faced so far to under 300 yards. Now, be careful with this answer. Because depending on the side that you choose, you might get burned early because they're playing next week. The Bills and the Chiefs are playing next Sunday. So are they the team to beat in the AFC? Ed Moon says no way they lost to Pittsburgh. They did lose to the Steelers, and that is one of those things that I cannot find an answer for. I, I cannot understand how that happened yet. Bills versus Cowboys Super Bowl February 13th is Cowboys Nation. I will take that as a fair reaction. Overreaction, they have played bad teams, says Dallas Young. Asmodeus says fair. Echo Delta says overreaction. This is a good one, though. Overreaction says Joshua Davis. I will also go with overreaction. I will also go with that one. The Chiefs defense is really struggling, like bad, in a concerning way. This is not the same struggles that they have faced in the past few years. These are different. In, in the past few years, they were the 18th team, the 19th team on defense. Now they're closer to 32nd. They were not able to stop Jalen Hurts last uh, yesterday. So even still, I would pick the Chiefs to win the AFC just because of Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. I talked about putting a lot of weight on the quarterback. Andy Reid plus Patrick Mahomes is just it's just a smart pick, in my opinion. They are the team to beat, in my opinion. Even with Kansas struggling, I'd say that the Chiefs are the team to beat. Browns are a top team as well, says Detail. Matchups are key, says Asmodeus. Of course. Yeah, Brown, though, says Edmund. Uh, overreaction or fair reaction, Mauricio can rush for over 100 yards behind our offensive line. There's only one way that is a fair reaction, Ryan. And that is if you forgot and, 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 you're talk- and you had a typo there. If you meant to put minus 100 yards behind your offensive line, I might be able to get that. I might be able to get minus 100 yards. And even that, I'm not sure, because I might get minus 150 yards behind our offensive line. Uh, Chiefs are currently missing some guys on defense as well. They played yesterday without Trevarius Ward at cornerback and without Frank Clark at defensive end. Definitely important absences. It's all about the balance, defense and offense special teams, says Cowboys Nation. Chiefs are currently, oh, I had already read that one, brain fart. Uh, Cowboys Browns Super Bowl, says Ed Moon. That will, man, I cannot even begin to imagine what it would be like to watch the Cowboys on a Super Bowl. So those are the first reactions or overreactions of the night. I will leave you tonight enjoy the monday night football game thank you for joining me as always here on adc sports dallas prime time i really appreciate you guys make sure you hit the like button make sure you check out adc dallas check this article out from cole patterson on why the dallas cowboys not the chiefs not the bills the dallas cowboys might have the nfl's most dangerous offense Check that one out from Cole Patterson, adcsports.com slash Dallas. And thank you for joining me. See you everyone in the chat. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful night as well. And I really appreciate your comments. I hope you enjoy the show and I hope you continue to do so. We will only get better. I promise you that. We will only get better here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. That is the goal. That is the objective. And on ADC Sports Dallas in general, we want to be your one-stop for Cowboys content. <laughs> d says, I hate missing your lives, Maurizio. Hopefully I catch the next one in full. Tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central time. Hopefully you're able to join us. Have a wonderful night. Enjoy Monday night football. I got the Chargers winning this one and I play in a big pick and pull. I'm leading it. If the Chargers win, I'll secure the prizes. So root for the Chargers if you don't know who to root for. And Darren Waller, maybe, for my fantasy football to make up for the Carolina Panthers defense blunder that I talked to you about last night. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. And I will see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central Time.